All right, you guys, welcome back to the Hope Ignited studio. We are so excited about our guest today. It's kind of a music-themed day, if you will. And I know music is near and dear to your heart, as it is mine. Yeah, I wouldn't be whipping out my 90s country music. How cool is this? Sequin blazer. If you're just listening to the podcast, you're missing out. You need to find the clip that shows Ashley's uh, jacket. Is it a jacket? It's, you know, I I think it's just a 90s country music blazer. Like, it's, it's my tribute to Clay Walker. He actually wore something similar to this on a cassette tape, which there's no way our guest today knows what a cassette tape is. We'll have to teach her that. But um, I do think we should welcome her in. I don't want to waste any time. Well, who do we have? Let's just kick it off here. We have somebody special. Yes. Tell us about our guest. So Nashville singer-songwriter, our hometown girl from Frisco, Texas, Miss Grace Tyler. Grace Tyler, everyone. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, it feels so weird to have you so far away because, I mean, we're sitting here in our hometown wishing that you were right beside us. And I know that you were just recently in town, so we just missed you. Yes, yes. I was just recently in town um, working on some super exciting stuff um, that hopefully everybody will see. I don't know if I'm allowed to say necessarily what it is yet. Oh, good. So this is something for us to dig in on then, right? (laughs) Investigative journalism. (laughs) Yeah, you get you the exclusives here today only. But Grace, you know, for those that um, are listening and they're like, I've heard her name. Actually, I know her music. Anybody that listens to any Spotify playlist with country artists, I'm sure listens to you frequently. But tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and kind of your heart for, for music. Yes. So I was born and raised in Frisco. Um, I remember when the first Target got built and that was a huge deal. So that gives you any indication of how long I've been there. Um, So yes, born and raised, love Texas. Um, I started playing music when I could start talking is when my parents said I started singing. Um, So around the age of like 13, 14, I started playing full band shows around Dallas, Fort Worth. I met you, Ashley, actually at a um, battle of the bands competition that I ended up winning. So that was like my first cool, just this is what I want to do for the rest of my life moment. Um, And then went on to graduate and decided to come to Belmont University here in Nashville just to pursue music a little more um, and be in the capital country music, Nashville. Um, And so I've just been here the last few years, just writing music and getting to um, open for a lot of incredible artists, creating my craft and just building myself as an artist. So it's been super incredible, loving every second of it. You know, it's been so fun, Grace, to be a small part of that journey. And I think I have the clip of the moment that you won. Our 2015 Texas legend is Miss Grace Tyler. I would be remiss on your father's behalf if I didn't say brace face grace back in the day, man, grinding. 
13, oh, 14 years old. I don't think either yeah. one of us ever thought we'd both be sitting here celebrating. You know, of course, I knew you were going to be the biggest deal. Um, but it's just so fun to see it come to fruition. And I'm just so proud of you. And, you know, one of the things um, I ask you this frequently when we have a chance to chat, but just maybe for people that aren't as familiar, is this something you always wanted to do? I mean, a little girl singing Patsy Cline because your parents like that that kind of music, That that's special. But is this what you've always wanted to do? Is this your dream? Yeah. So um, I think the biggest, like the first memory I have of really singing was um, there used to be a sports bar in Frisco. Um, it's closed now, but they would do Tuesday night karaoke night. And my parents thought of it just as like a good way to get us out of the house or like free babysitting. Let's go. They were all about that. Um, so they dropped me and my brother and my friends off and we were young, like we were super young and just singing. And um, after a few months of doing it, I remember the guy who ran karaoke night was like, hey, your daughter's not, she doesn't stink at this. Like she's actually <laughs> tolerable to listen to. Unlike a lot of the kids there, my parents were like, okay, we thought so too. But like, we just thought maybe, you know, we're her parents. We think everything she does is great. Um, and so after that, they were like, is this something you want to do? And I was probably seven or eight. So I'm like, Absolutely. So um, they signed me up for voice lessons, but it never was something that I felt forced into. It was always, if this is what you want to do, we have your back and we're here for you. Um, but it was all just about what I wanted to do. And I think I'm so blessed to have parents who wanted what was best for me and helped to try and encourage me in it, but not force me into it. And I think that's why I grew to love music as much as I did, because it was solely me, right? It was me deciding I wanted to do this instead of somebody telling me, you know, so at yeah, ever point, since I was little. At what point did you pick up a guitar and say, okay, I better go ahead and figure this out if I'm going to mm -hmm. further this? Yeah, uh, that took a little longer. I think around the 13, 14 year old stage of my life, I'm pretty sure that battle of the bands was like one of the first times I ever played guitar live. And Ooh. I was just terrified wow. of messing up or getting the chords, even though most of the things I was playing were like the same three chords over and over again. But it was scary. I was like, oh my gosh. And it took so long to get good at the guitar. Nobody warns you about how freaking hard it is to learn guitar. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to start, you know, making my own music and I thought I'd look cooler if I had a guitar. So that's so, honestly why. All right. So I, I have a further question on this, on the guitar, because I, I play guitar. I love it. I've had to perform too, and I, but I don't sing when I'm performing. And uh, I've had all kinds of things happen. You have guitar strings break, you go, things go out of tune, something just not right, you know? Uh, drop your pick. So what yeah. it, the thought of being up front and all eyes are on you, you're singing, having to remember the words and you're having to remember the chords and all that, put it all together. What's the biggest disaster that's ever happened to you in a live performance? That's a great question because there's a lot. There's been <laughs> so many disasters. I think that was when I really started to realize like, at first it would make me so nervous. And I think that's why I got over a lot of those nerves is because something goes wrong every time you play. Anytime I played on um, Broadway here in Nashville. And um, I think the biggest disaster was my guitar player not showing up to the gig. Mm. And when I played on Broadway, I had like my acoustic guitar. So, you know, it was 
I was playing sometimes, but I was mostly leaning yeah. on that lead guitar player yeah. to play. Um, because at Broadway, people request songs. And that's a big part of it is being able to just play a song on the fly. Um, and so we had to wait two hours before a guitar player got there, but um, it was a four hour set. So I had to play those first two hours all by myself. Um, I just remember this being the worst day of my life oh. because my guitar string breaks, hits me in my face in the first <laughs> hour. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to change my string, but I also have to play. So my bass player takes my guitar. He's changing the strings. I'm just like acapelling it. So you did like point. acapella, Amazing Grace or you something, get, You right? get the cups out and you're like, no, 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 Yes, I, that's what I should have done. It was a Sunday morning too. And Sunday mornings here on Broadway um, are definitely the hardest because it is all the people who either missed their flight, their flight got canceled, and they're like, we just need to go downtown because we paid all this money to come to Nashville and nobody wants to be there. Mm. Um, so that was like pretty much the most humbling experience of my life wow. is playing for a bunch of people who would rather be anywhere else than where they are right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh man, that's tough. And I, I think it's important too to hear your perspective because not I don't think everybody thinks this, but I do think a lot of people think, oh, you just moved to Nashville, you play a few gigs, you've seen these movies, you've seen these shows, the right person walks into the bar, you get discovered and you make it, right? Yeah. For for people that maybe don't experience the grind firsthand, talk to us about that. I mean, you've been out there for several years now, Grace. And I remember you guys will, this is so funny to me, but Grace always said, if you graduate from Belmont, it means you didn't make it. And I'm like, but you have to graduate from Belmont, Grace. Like you have to have it. And she did. The queen walked across the stage, got that degree. Um, but more importantly, I think what's been so impressive is that you never let your school fall behind while you were doing it. Yeah. Um, but tell us like, pull back the curtain on a day in the life of, of just being in Nashville and the grind. Yeah. So um, it's funny because like the insider Belmont thing is that, you know, it's a big it's a bigger deal. It's a big deal to graduate college. Right. That's a lot of work. That's yeah. hard. But it's a bigger deal if you go to Belmont and you don't graduate, because that means your career is taking off so much that you just don't have time for school anymore. <laughs> That's everybody's dream. But COVID and all of that just made it, you know, OK, well, maybe graduating is a good thing. So I found out really quick. Um, but yeah, they called Nashville a 10 year town. And I think mm -hmm. most people come into the expectation like, oh, I can, you know, 10 years, whatever, like that's way too long. We can totally make this happen, um, a lot quicker, but you start to see the longer you're here that it really is a 10 year town. And it doesn't mean you don't find, you know, success along the way of that 10 years, but, um, everybody who's really made it here in town, I'll tell you, it takes that 10 years to discover who you are as an artist, to find your circle, to have the opportunities, you know, to get your name out there, which is super surprising. So I'm three and a half years into a 10 year town. And I like to remind myself of that sometimes when it's like, because there's obviously a comparison game. Um, social media makes that hard, but I try not to do it too much and compare myself to other people, but giving yourself a little grace and, um, knowing that everybody's time happens in different phases. But the 10 year thing is, it's really funny seeing how all of that works. But is yeah, it? just like a day in the life. Um, so I'm writing music every day, um, playing what's called writer's rounds in town, um, which I think is my favorite part about living in Nashville is there's always a show to go to. There's always something, but 
My favorite are the writers round. So it's like three or four songwriters. They can be singers too. Um, but you sit on a stage together, you're all on a stool and you just go one after another and you share the stories behind songs you've written um, and play the song. And it's super cool because sometimes it's with like a bunch of people you don't know. And then sometimes you get up there with people and they have like three George Strait songs mm -hmm. and you're trying not to freak out because you're like, this is the coolest day of my life. Yeah. Uh, and, and we I get to watch that. you do this, Grace. I just want to like interject. Like we we never miss it. I mean, when we have an opportunity to tune in virtually to those, that's a family night for us. Mm -hmm. That's a girls' night for us. Like it's so fun to watch those. And I think one of my favorite things that you do well is you become their biggest fans. Like it's so oh, easy to be you. your biggest fan. Obviously, that's why you're here today. We love and adore you. But I think one of the greatest things that you've done during those those writers rounds is you promote those women. You promote those guys. You promote the other artists that are up on that stage with you. I just want to take a moment to commend you for that because I'm really proud of how you've done that. Oh, well, thank you. I think that's like the biggest thing about Nashville is you're coming to town. A lot of people come here and like, maybe they are, you know, the biggest star from their hometown. Um, but here, everybody was the biggest star from their hometown and putting all those people in one place. You can either fall into two categories is what I see. You know, there's like the jealousy and the, mm -hmm. you know, well, I was always, you know, my hometown hero. And now I'm, you know, just another fish, in, fish a in a little pond. Yeah. Right. Or you can be inspired by it. I I feel like I always try to be the least, you know, like knowledgeable person in a writing room or, you know, have like the least experience because I want to learn. I want to grow. Um, and I think you learn so much from other people and by, you know, humbling yourself down a little bit and just opening your mind to like listening to what they have to say and listening to the music they've created and learning from that. And I think that's like one of the coolest things about living here for sure. Well, everything is about relation. Every industry is about relationships and mm -hmm. proximity. And uh, when you're in a place, this hub of music uh, for, for country music and singer songwriter music, you position yourself to be available. And so much of life is just out of sight, out of mind. Like people aren't, they aren't, seeing you they're not thinking about you but if they see you and then they go wow i really like this this mm -hmm. young woman she's got a you know a work ethic and she's pleasant to work with i'm always amazed at how so uh, i was just listening to a, a, a podcast and it was an actor that was talking uh about uh jason siegel i think is his mm -hmm. name right and so he was talking about how there was a show called freaks and geeks and uh, Judd Apatow wrote it. And all these famous actors came out of that. Um, and what happened was one of them hit and then they would bring everyone along like a caravan to that mm -hmm. new movie. And then they would become famous and so on. And so they just, you know, kind of built this cabal of, of uh, famous actors. And the reality was is because they all really liked each other. They trusted each other and they had familiarity. So having those kind of relationships is uh, is absolutely essential. I think that's what's so neat about Nashville is a chance for you to be adjacent to all these other mm -hmm. up and coming people, but also all these people who want to pass on what they've learned. Are there any mentors or any people that you've run into that have passed on great information to you, some legends in the industry? Oh my gosh, so many. Um, I feel very blessed I came here um, and by manager, we met when I was around 16 and it wasn't like he was, 
you know, managing this 16 year old girl who said, you know, she wanted to do music. It was more of a, you know, let me give you advice, help you along. And just kind of, I think he wanted to see like, how bad did I want it? Right. And so once I moved to Nashville, I was here for a while, you know, we really did start working together and now he is my manager. Um, But just having all this wisdom from him, because he's worked with so many other artists and, uh, you know, has seen what's worked in their career and what hasn't. And I think that's like so great to have somebody on your side who has learned through the process of helping other artists, but also like from the songwriter's perspective, like one of my favorite writers to work with, she um, has written songs for Brooks and Dunn and Reba and like all of these people I grew up listening to and loving their music and her feeling like confident in me and, you know, loving what I'm doing so much that she wants to help create music with me is honestly one of the biggest compliments and um one of the coolest things ever and her sending songs we wrote to reba like i never thought that would happen but she has said like reba's heard my voice that's crazy um but it's just so inspiring to work with this community of people who you know they've had this great success but they want to share their knowledge it's not like oh we found the secret sauce and we're just going to keep it to ourselves it's no like this is what works. This is what doesn't. And sharing that knowledge instead of keeping it is the coolest thing about, I think country music in particular, but just being here in town. Yeah. I love that. You know, Grace, when you were first starting out, you used to call me and say, what should I wear? What do you think about this outfit? She you never know? called and, me. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, she may now. That's a great blazer. A blazer and slacks. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm here for it. It's a little bit of pink, but um, I think it's been fun to see, like, as your music videos, and I don't think we call them music vi- We What do we call them? Teasers now? I don't even know the official. What do we call yeah, them? Music video visualizer. Visualizer. I can't even oh, keep up. Cool. Yeah, my Nashville terminology, my country music terminology. But the visualizers, one of my favorite things was seeing you kind of go through your first one. Gosh, it's been over a year now ago, but just hair and makeup was on scene and, and being styled by a professional stylist. I mean, look. You've made it, sister, when you are spending an entire day being styled by a professional, having your hair and makeup done. What is that like? I mean, just for people that may never experience being tailored to and pampered to, what was what was that day like for you? Oh, my gosh. I wish I could do it every day. Um, I just spent like forever like washing and drying my hair. <laughs> and it's like when you go to get your hair cut and it's like, wow, this would be super nice. But it's everything. It's like the hair, the makeup, the look. And you just like get to exist. It's great. It's the best, but it doesn't happen quite as often as yeah. I would love for it to. If it could be every day, I would be totally on board. But yeah, it's it's so cool to see, again, people believing in you and wanting to work with you. Um, and yeah, that was one of the coolest days ever. We were out in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. And what I love about Nashville is like, there's a city, but everything around it is just like these open hills and like mm-hmm. the most uh, Hallmark movie ever yeah. is essentially Kevin loves Hallmark. Oh yeah. I'm known for that. Like Hallmark Christmas <laughs> yes. movies. <laughs> and so we were just out in the middle of a field and I had this long, like flowy dress on and my videographer, Jeff Johnson, he's like, 
just like go frolic in the field, you know, just like go twirl around with your dress and throw it in the air. And I'm like, that's what I my counselor like suggested crazy. I do too. Yeah, right. Just get yeah. the energy out, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I look like a crazy person. But then, you know, after a while, you're like, I don't really care if I look like a crazy person. And the video turned out so cool. And it's fun, like, you know, seeing, feeling silly in person. You're like, there's no way this looks cool. And then him showing me bits of it, like, oh, wait. That does look cool. Okay, cool. So, yeah. That was a special moment. We had a viewing party when that music video came out, and I don't think I've ever cried so hard uh-huh. in my entire life. There was just something about seeing you on that big screen. Yeah. It just uh, it hit different. The other thing, Grace, that I you know I have to throw this in, you know I do. I think your biggest fan in the entire world outside of your parents and your brother um, is Finley. And yes. I mean, she, her favorite thing in the world is to pretend to be Grace Tyler. My daughter um, is five and she, I mean, she thinks you were her biggest goal, right? Um, oh. One thing that I would just love to ask you as you sit there, like, what's your goal? Like, what is your, your pinnacle? Like when you think about these next few years, the, even the next few months, honestly, like what is your biggest goal with the trajectory that you've had so far? Yeah. Well, I think I'm Finley's biggest fan too. So I'm glad the feeling's mutual. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's cool. Like seeing these little girls have, you know, I'm the influence for them, which i never mm-hmm. thought. Like I remember growing up in Frisco and there wasn't really, there wasn't a lot of music. Um, to be honest, there weren't a lot of people doing what I was doing and it was hard because it was like, nobody that seemed reachable to look up to. Right. Like I had Taylor Swift, but like Uh I never met Taylor Swift. So it it always seemed like all these goals I could never obtain and they were just dreams. Right. Um, And I wanted to change that. I guess I wanted to show, you know, girls from Frisco, Texas that yes, this probably is the sports capital of the United States. That doesn't mean that you can't, you know, pursue something else. I remember I sat, on the bench for so many years, just trying to fit in and trying to be like everybody else. When I was awful at sports, I, I had no business doing that. Um, but I just wanted to fit in so bad because that's what everybody else was doing. And I didn't know anybody, you know, doing what I wanted to do. And looking back, I realized that's what made me special. That's what made me, me. Um, and I wish I never felt that way. And I'm so glad I never gave up on music and tried to conform to what everybody else was doing. But um, that just like warms my heart so much that, you know, I get to be this example for young girls and show them that anything is possible, you know, anything they want to do, they can achieve. Um, and I guess like dreams and goals for me, I just want to create music and put on a show that just, you know, inspires people and brings a smile to their face. Um, And like I said, I grew up playing sports. Um, I wasn't good at them, but I was very competitive. So losing was not very fun for me. Mm -hmm. And I always just want to be the best that I can be in anything I do. Um, Not settling for, you know, this is good enough. And I think with music, that's what really drives me is this is what I love to do. How can I do this better? How can I, mm-hmm. you know, improve? How can I improve my writing? How can I improve my live show? Um, and the goal honestly is just to be able to play music and for people to listen. And obviously, you know, I want to be selling out arenas and I want to be, you know, touring all the time. And that's the ultimate 
goal, but that all stems from creating music that people connect to and putting on a show that makes people smile. Okay. You have this amazing wall behind you uh, of inspiring artists, I imagine, people that have inspired you. Earlier, you were talking about a writer's group. I want you to pick three of them up there on that wall, or maybe they're not on the wall, that you get to do that with. You And you're going to sit down, and we're going to record it for all time <laughs> and be inspired. <laughs> who, who gets into that circle? You know what? I think I had to do like an all-girl, like mostly girls. So three, well, Miss Loretta, you know, yeah. I think her songwriting is just incredible. Um, Dolly, obviously the queen and just an incredible writer as well. And she's not up here, but um, I just finished watching that George and Tammy show. Uh, yes. And I was so inspired by Tammy Wynette and her writing and how back in the day, like most of those, most of the artists weren't really writing their own music as much. There was more of, you know, songwriters in town and she was doing both um, and just how incredible her songwriting was. So that would be like my, my girl trio right there. It would be them for sure. That'd be legendary. I love that. You know, speaking of songwriting, Grace, we, we have to get this in. I think one of the coolest moments to experience through your songwriting was the revenge song. The song <laughs> that like, you know, I've, I think every human, not just women, you, you correct me if I'm wrong, everybody dreams of the moment that you get to write a song and it goes viral and everybody's, I mean, it's like Spotify playlist royalty. I mean, like the song that just so happens to be about a guy, maybe that you were dating, <laughs> that did you wrong. What was that moment? Like, I dream of that moment. And okay, not, so what's the not song? Not to be spiteful. To tell to yeah, yeah. Can we up. talk a little bit about my mistake? Yes. So uh, the first song I wrote when I moved to Nashville was called My Mistake. Um, and yes, it was just putting all my emotions into a song. And that was couple years back I'm in a great relationship now happy as I'll ever be but you know it's crazy because I feel like songs are a time capsule of emotions so you know I'm happy I'm in love but I sing that song and man I'm, I'm mad again for three minutes <laughs> and like 30 seconds I'm mad again and then I'm good and I'm fine um but yeah I was going through a lot when I moved to Nashville um you know, had a guy from high school. It was a high school boyfriend. And I just thought, you know, we're moving to Nashville together. It's going to be something. Um, and when it wasn't in my dramatic, you know, teenage songwriter spirit, I just, I wrote a song about it. Um, and he did tell me when we broke up, he was like, I can't wait to hear the breakup album. And I was like, you, okay, well, you asked for it. You Title track, asked. you're welcome. Oh. Title track. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. literally yeah. asked for it. So, you know, he can't play the victim here. Uh, but yeah, so sat down and wrote this song. It ended up being the first song I wrote when I moved to Nashville. It ended up being the first song I released, which was mm. super cool. And um, without anybody knowing, I posted it on TikTok. My manager was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Uh, because he didn't see it until like the next day after it had close to like half a million views at that point. And I think it's, I think it's up to like around a million now. Um, but 
yeah, we were like, oh my gosh, people are wanting this song, asking for this song. And we had nothing. Like all I had was a song finished and you don't realize how much work goes into all the preparation before releasing a song. You need your artwork. You need to, you know, do the recording in the studio and all of that. And so we were just like, okay, we got to get this song out. We got to get it out ASAP. And so we worked our butts off and got it released. And it was just the song that made me realize this is my purpose. Um, Cause I always knew I loved performing, but songwriting kind of came later for me, which I feel like is very opposite of most people. But um, I feel like I finally went through something in my life that, you know, people could connect with. And that wasn't just so like high school girl and yada, yada, yada. Like I expected this life with this person. And so um, seeing how so many people related to it was just really cool. And it made me realize this is what I have to do forever. So, yeah. It was such a special moment. I remember the first time you ever played it live. Do you remember we were, I was, we were together. It was that huge country music that Pat Green, Mm. who else was there? I mean, it was a huge festival. It was like when the world kind of shut down and we were trying to figure out how to navigate COVID. Do you remember that? Yes. Parker McCullough. It was that. Hometown Heroes. Hometown Heroes Festival. And the best part about that moment, Kevin, was um, her her new boyfriend, who's God's gift. We love Ryan. We have to say hello to Ryan. But his entire family was in the front row. Mm. And Grace was going to sing this song live. And she was like, well, I dated this guy one time, and he did me wrong. And this Uh is the song about him. And and, uh, Ryan's parents stood up. Woo, Jared, you know, like we we win, yeah. Grace. We won the lottery. Like, we all win goodness. the lottery. But it was such yeah. a fun moment just for like your new boyfriend's parents yeah. to experience that. So that was a great yeah. moment. You know, speaking of songs that inspire you and things that inspire you, Hope Ignited exists really with the just the core quality, the, the core unifier of hope. And what all of our guests love to share is really what gives them hope. I know that you're a believer. Um, I know that you started out grinding, you know, at church every Sunday. Um, but hope means something different to everybody. Um, what what does it mean to you, Grace? What does hope mean to you? Yeah, no, I love this too, because my, my grandmother is a breast cancer survivor. Um, and she's probably one of the strongest women I've ever met. Um, and so this is near and dear to my heart for that reason. But I think what I've learned the most is faith is such an incredible thing with hope. Um, you know, going into music, the odds are not in my favor at all. Um, I think it's 95% of musicians never achieve their dream, like never become an artist, like an official successful artist. Um, and only around, I'm probably going to butcher this number, but only around 20% of the country music scene is female. So odds are against me in so many different ways. Sometimes it feels like, and, um, I think my faith is the biggest thing that's never let that number or those statistics intimidate me. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like this is my calling in my life. I feel like this is the gift that God gave me and to do something with it. And at first I didn't know like, okay, God gave me this voice. What do I use it for? Does that mean the only way to praise him is by using it in church and to lead worship? Um, And I did that for a while, but I just knew that God was calling me to country music because that was what I grew up on. And I just felt a passion for it. And it's what I love to write. And I think I learned that, you know, 
you can sing country music and praise God too in your actions. It doesn't have, you know, you can sing a silly song about, um, you know, trucks and things like that, but it's the behavior and the manner you act in that is what's praising God. And, um, you know, it can expose you to people who don't have faith either. And I think it's an incredible thing. Um, but that, that hope really comes from the Lord. And I, I feel so grateful and so blessed with what he's given me and the gift that he's giving me. And, um, it can be hard sometimes. It's hard to find that hope and to believe that this is what you're supposed to do. And, you know, there's peaks and valleys. Like the first time I, my biggest show I probably ever did, I opened for Lee Bryce out in Colorado and it was an arena. I think it was sold out probably one of the coolest nights of my life. Um, and just all these people loving my music and, you know, reaching out to me about my music. And the next day I came back to Nashville and I played a show and there were three people in the room mm -hmm. and it was all people being paid to work there because they were the bartenders. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's all about those peaks and valleys and it just blew my mind that, okay, yesterday I was doing this super cool thing and now I'm literally playing no one. Um, but that hope and that faith in the Lord is really what pushes me to see the light, right? To see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think when you, you hit those peaks, it's like, okay, what do I have to do to get back there? And Lord, you know, show me the way to get there. What do I need to do? And putting your faith and trust that God's not going to lead you astray and that his plan for your life is already mapped out. He knows it. And I think that's so comforting. Um, because I like to think I have control and knowing I don't and that what's supposed to happen will happen is such a reassuring, you know, blessing from him. So yeah, that's what gives me hope. I met Jewel years ago, just very briefly, but I always liked Jewel, you know, as a singer songwriter, she was huge in the nineties and that she's kind of famous for telling the story how she lived in her car to make her dreams come true. Mm. Hopefully you're not living in your car. I mean, obviously yeah. you're not, unless the, I don't know what kind of car you'd have to have that, like maybe an old seventies van That's or her something. Mini, her minivan background <laughs> yeah, yeah, behind her. Minivan, yeah. yeah. Minivan interior. But anyway, um, you, you know, that kind of resilience and fortitude, I think it's the, st the combination of what you have is you have this tenacity and a drive and not many, a lot of people dream of, of going to Nashville, you, you've done it. You made that happen. You made that first part happen. You started building the relationships. You have this enduring flame inside of you that uh, is what will sustain you in those moments. Cause you know, you, you go from that great high of being on stage there in front of all those people, you know, the Lee Bryce show. And then the next day you're back into the, you know, the proverbial dusty bar, you know, whatever with three people and all these greats tell the same kind of stories. So I think you're really tracking. I have a merch idea for you, by the way. Ooh, uh, oh, yes. You, you may have already done it, but uh, a shirt and you can give yourself a little grace. Uh, oh, uh, give yourself uh, a lot of grace. Give yourself a lot of yeah. grace. I yes. like that. You can modulate it. Ooh, anyway, T-shirt, hats, whatever. Kevin gets 20%. I work your merch table. Yeah, yeah. I'm here I'll for it. Well, well, Grace, before we let you go today, what's next for you? I mean, also, shameless plug, where can people find you? Um, obviously, your TikTok. I'm not cool enough for TikTok, but I know a lot of our listeners are. I know, a tick and a talk. <laughs> but like you, every time you post something on there, it seems like it goes viral. It's been so exciting to see that. But what's next for you? you and where can people find your music? 
Yes. So I have um, a new song coming out March 23rd. Yes. So that's super exciting. A lot of new music coming out this year that I am so excited for. Um, but you can find me on all social media, Grace Tyler. Um, just search that and it'll pop up on most things. Um or it should pop up on everything actually. But yes, yeah, so you can find me there. Also I have a website, um, gracetylermusic.com. So that's where you can find you me. You have a website. I can't believe Brace Face Grace has a website. <laughs> I'm still it's not awesome. over it. I will forever be your biggest fan, Grace. Well, thank you. We know how busy you are. Clearly the grind is real. Um, I just want you to know you always have fans in us. NBCF loves your family. We love your grandmother. I, I would be remiss if I didn't say she outworks every volunteer. I mean, she's just mm. fantastic. Um, she, she, like you, is grounded in faith and has told me several times that one of the most important parts of her journey was being able to survive it so that she could give back to other women during that journey. Mm. So I love her dearly for that. Um, but we're your biggest fans, Grace. We, we appreciate your time. And you will inspire so many people that have a chance to watch the show today. I just encourage you guys, go listen to Grace's music. You'll quickly become big fans now that you know her heart behind it. And stay grounded. I know that you will, but um, it's my favorite part about you is the person that you are and the success and everything that happens after that is because of, of who you are. So we love you and thank you love for joining all. us. Thank That's you Grace. so much for having me. <laughs>